Hey, this is Dr. Tim Stafford, and this is ID Confidential, a uh, podcast about instructional design, instructional designers, and how we do instructional design well in practice, um, you know, based on best practices theories. How, how are instructional designers um, creating successful uh, learning and development and, uh, um, you know, educational pieces for all different kinds of industries. And so today is kind of part two of what I wanted to kind of open with uh, for this podcast, because as we start to interview people and as we start to talk, uh, I really want to kind of make sure that we're all on the same page as to what uh, last time we talked a little bit about what the what the practical application of instructional design is to actually doing projects. Um, we call it praxis. That's the practice that's outside of the theory, because a lot of times we can study theory and then we got to figure out how to actually apply that. And so we well, study a model and then we got to actually decide how we're going to uh, apply that. I, I teach a models course um, at, at St. Thomas University and uh, it's amazing. You know, people will, they will um, look at a model for the first time, like backward design or SAM or something like that. And they'll Kemp model or, or Addy. <laughs> I mean, Addy's kind of the mother of all models, but but. The truth is, you know, they look at something, I, I think, more backward design uh, um, or Sam or Kemp or something like that or uh, Dick and Carrie. And what they'll do is they'll look at it and they'll go, oh, that's a great model. And so then I'll ask them a lot of times, well, how are you going to apply that model? I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. And so that's the idea of this of, of, of this podcast is how is that figuring out going? What what are people doing? How do they how do they do that? And so. When I start thinking about instructional designers and I start thinking about what happens in instructional design and having, um, you know, developed hundreds of different courses for different industries um, myself and having worked with great instructional designers over the years, um, I've kind of put the success of instructional designers into four quadrants. Uh, The first quadrant is project management, where the instructional designer is is expected to lead expectations and schedules and processes and deliverables, working with the institution, the organization, the stakeholders, all the people involved, all the different artisans involved, the SME, there's a lot of project management. And so how are great instructional designers managing their projects? That's one of the questions I want to ask for this podcast. The second one I think is scholarship, you know, where instructional designers are, are constantly being asked to um, lead evolution, you know, like evolutionary tr- changes in, instru- in the instructional design process, the application of technology uh, to, to, to learning and development and instruction um, and, and education, um, thought leadership. We're always looking, they're always looking for us to give them you know, especially if you've worked with an SME at all, you know, this is true. They're always asking you, what's the best way for me to take my PowerPoints and make them into videos? What's the best way for me? And so they're looking for you to know the scholarship and looking for you to know the evolutions and the innovations and the thought leadership that's out there. And, and a lot of times I think we think that that's not really connected to instructional design, but it is, it's connected to the scholarship. And so, so many times I'll say to them, well, the research shows that, it's better to do this than this. The research shows that video is more highly remembered than than uh, 
just reading a text. You, we know the scholarship, we know the research. And if you're working as an instructional designer, if you know the research, if you know the scholarship and you know the evolutions and the trends and the innovations that are out there, you can be that thought leader to that SME. You can be that thought leader to that project and that's important. The third thing comes down to design and development. So, I mean, we talked about project management scholarship, which are kind of like critical for evolution, innovation, right? But design and de- design and development are really a part of a greater piece that really comes down to the actual user experience, the actual course itself. And so now, you know, this is really where on the design and development side is where we really move, especially with SMEs, into a leadership position with SMEs about the actual things that they're going to be doing. On a project management side, we're going to be leading we're leading an SME as far as their their on time under budget kind of kind of thing right but and and whether they're engaged and whether they're meeting their deadlines and all that but yeah, but from the design and development side we're actually talking to the SMEs about how we're going to be we're leading them and how they're going to create the coursework how they're going to actually put their ideas into practice so that a student or a learner of some sort can can engage it and that can walk away and we can measure it and all those things that are important to the learning uh, to the learning and development process. And so in design development we have to understand we have to lead when when it comes to best practices and alignments and policies that we have to follow. You know, when we design develop a course within an institution or within an organization there are lots of different pieces. It's very complex. And so we have to make sure that we understand that in the design and development piece that it's connecting to all those things and it's really easy to miss stuff. And so we have to really be looking at that and then finally when it all is said and done we can do all this work we can create this great thing and then somebody's got to build it. We got to implement and build the project. And so you know we have to understand the technology and the learning management system that we're using and what kind of content has to be developed, you know? I mean I mean, if, if, if films are going to be made, if that's part of the design process, well, then we got to build the content. We got to build the films and we got to get them in and we got to make sure they work and we got to make sure that they're accessible to everybody. And we have to have um, captions and they're, they're, it's, it's, a, it's a process and there are procedures that are involved that we have to understand that the procedures have to be followed within the technology, within the content development, within the LMS, you know, as we're implementing and building and it's going to roll out. We have to have these procedures in place so that we can measure things later, so that we can go back and collect data, so that um, you know things are done in a certain way. And it makes a difference for the. It's critical for the user experience because, you know, when somebody comes in and looks and sees that things um, are lined up right, or or it doesn't have the same look and feel as other courses, or or maybe somebody is the graphic designer that's creating all of the um, graphics to to look have a similar look and feel. Whatever that is. That's all really part of the implementation and build phase because the design and development phase was really what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What's it going to look like? And then we ultimately have to build these pieces and get this all together. So critical for the the user experience is going to be this design, development, implement, build piece together. Whereas critical for the evolution and innovation of these courses to make sure that we're we're doing everything in the very best way we can, we got to have the project management scholarship pieces. And so and so if you think about it, um, as we as we move on in this podcast, what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to ask instructional designers these questions. You know, what 
what is what are you finding is successful in managing instructional design projects? What scholarship and what what research is out there that's helping you continue to be innovative and and a thought leader, um, you know, a thought leader as you move forward and as you're as you're designing content or as, as you're designing courses. Um, what what are some of the best ways that you're seeing as far as design and development and, and what kinds of things are you doing with your SMEs and what kinds of things are you doing within the development of coursework that's designing great work and you're developing you're developing work that that has great impact on the learners and then as far as the technology goes what are some of the some of, some of the practices that that you have what are what are some of the team members that you're using what when you're implementing and building and you're in a particular thing um, you know, how, how is this, how is that implement build piece? Um, how, how practically are you doing that, that you're having a lot of success? These are the kinds of questions that we want to ask. And you should be asking these questions of other instructional designers that have had success. And I want to ask these kind of questions about to instructional designers to talk about these areas of instructional design. So really critical to, to just about everything in instructional design is project management, scholarship, design development, and implementation and building. Once we get to that piece, we can really do it. And you could make a case that at the end, there's an evaluative piece. And I think instead of it being a block of its own, it's just constantly swirling around the outside. We're always evaluating these things. We're always evaluating how we did, um, what we used, what we designed, we're always evaluating. And that's why instructional design is so iterative. We're just constantly making changes. And so if you put a big circle around the outside and you put evaluation, the whole thing is being evaluated all the time. And so it's part of the iterative process of instructional design. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I'll catch you next time on ID Confidential.